So we, um, we thought we'd, we'd do, go back to basics, like Beck was saying before. And so we've got a whole bunch of subjects. Next week, Levi's doing prayer. Um, the week after, Beck's looking at some spiritual formations, which she'll explain the week after. And this week, we're just going to touch on um, reading the Bible. Um, this is my perspective, and you might not like it, but this is, um, I'm not saying lump it, but hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, so. So this is, who, who's got their Bible here today? Anyone? No, 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 the real thing. Now see this though, see this. Look at it. Do you know in the late 80s and early 90s, if you had a Bible that looked like this, it was like, you know, you would, you were, a, that's it, that's it. <laughs> it was almost like you could sit there with the Bible and, you know, the minister would say something and you're probably not familiar with this, Nancy, but the minister would say something and there'd be all this amen and be ping-ponging all around the thing. And then you... And you'd look around at the people that had the Bibles that looked like this to see if they were amening too. Because if they were amening as well, it meant... Sorry. <laughs> now, all, all I was saying was, you know, the, the minister would say something, there'd be all these amens be ping-ponging like a, you know, um, a ping-pong machine, whatever, and, and you'd look at the people that had the, the Bibles that looked like this, if they were nodding as well, well, you knew it was real. Do you know what I mean? Because they had the, they had the, the, the notoriety. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it wasn't just, because I put this in water last night and I used a hairdryer to get it like that, of course. You know, so. <laughs> 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 I can't deal with it. <laughs> but, you know, they'd be all underlined and, you know, you couldn't do that because things would just be dropping out all over the place. They'd be disgusting, dirty, but... You know, you could just go, um, what, Romans uh, 10, 9, and people would just go, and they'd be bang right there. These days, you know, with the phones, you just, it's who's got the quickest thumbs to. You know what, the phone app is so annoying to try and navigate to because you can't flip and find the spot on the page. Yeah. You've got to, you've got to even know where you're going. Yeah, or you've got yeah. To, it's very confusing when you use it like that. So, um... My, my um, history with the Bible, just before I go, slide hopefully, I, I can never get the slides done together with what I'm saying. It's really ordinary. Or at all. Why is it not working? Have you supposed to do this again? Yeah. yeah do the other side. <laughs> I might have to do it by hand, unless someone wants to sit there and do it for me. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a recording anymore. <laughs> that's, that's all right, that's all right. So um, this, is, this is where I'm coming from today. Um, if you take nothing else from what I'm saying, this is where I'm coming from, that you can't say no, just say CCs. And when I, when I, what I mean by CCs is reading the Bible within context in a community, I don't think you can... To me, that's the ultimate place to read a Bible. And, and we'll, we'll sort of unpack that a little bit as we go. Look, when, when I was a child, um, I went to Catholic school um, and before I, I was like seven or eight years old and I got pocket money, you know, five cents or 10 cents a week and I saved up and I went to the op shop and I bought 
all I could afford was the 20 cent Bible, right? And I bought it. For some reason, I thought I had to have it. I got it home. I'm looking at it, I couldn't read it. And I'm like, why did I even get it? Anyway, I got it and, you know, probably threw it out or something like that. But it, it, back then, I thought there was something significant, something important about it. And as I, when, when my mum came to faith and I watched her Bible really deteriorate to this, and to her it wasn't a show of any notoriety at all. She just spent all of her life in it. Which is, a, which is a good thing, to spend your life in it. But it can, it, there can also be, there's also a catch to that. Um, people, sometimes you might have heard the term, so spiritually minded, no earthly good. But you spend so much time in it that your house could be burning down, but you know, I, you know, I need to find the scripture. So there's disasters pending, but I need to find the scripture. So what do you do? Well, you know, common sense is, is kind of important. So when I think of the Bible, what do you guys think of when you think of the Bible? I asked some people during the week what they think of the Bible and it was really amazing the response I got. Sure they were Christians but you know, it was like everyone everyone comes to the Bible almost with a different I don't know what the word is with a different expression of what they use the Bible for or what they get out of the Bible. I was really, really amazed. What what do you guys think when you think of the Bible? What does it mean to you? Just shout just shout it out. So when I think of the Bible, I think of underlining, tattered pages. I just spent time consumed in it. No, I, looking back on it, I don't think that was that was great. It may have been good for if I had to spend some time in it and other times working on character and stuff. Being consumed, at reading it day and night, almost probably except for dating that, everything else seemed to get in the way of me reading it. You know what I mean? It was it just it really consumed me that much. Um, arguing with people, the amount of arguments I had yeah. with people about the Bible, it's just, I think about it now and I just think, what? Those, you know, you've almost broken relationships because of arguing about something in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Isn't it crazy? Mm-hmm. Don't you think that's just like... Yeah, that's why, why is it so complicated? Like, mm. It's meant to be a principle for life. Yeah. 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 
Uh, and as I've kind of got um, a little bit older, uh, yeah, it's part of the Bible actually freaks me out a little bit, if I can say that. Some of the Old Testament and stuff like that, I, I just put my hand up and I'm not really sure what, exactly what's going on there. So that's, you know. Okay, context. Context is, to me, is the, the actual... Just take context. If nothing else from what I'm saying, take context. Okay, does anyone know who this is? Levi, who's this? <laughs> it's, a, it's a Spanish... Is it? No. No, it's a Spanish football team. Maybe it's... It's a Spanish uh, soccer team. Just what they are. Just that. Just that. Sorry about that. It's like it's, they're part of the they're part of the team. Okay, that's a Spanish uh, football team, and they're doing the national anthem. Now, did if you know the answer to this, just let me get through the story, right? During last week or the week before, they you know they the World Cups on. Does anyone not know about the World Cup being on? What's that? Yeah, so the, <laughs> so World Cups on, and you know you're doing your national anthem, and who knows how important the national anthems are. Well, if you're in America, it's a, it's a big deal. Particularly if you're a football, uh, uh, NFL player in America. They're kneeling or staying in their dressing room and it's all, it's a big deal, the president's involved, the whole, it's crazy. Anyway, so these guys here were doing the national anthem and before the games you had like the Aussies would be standing there and they'd be singing the national anthem and if they were playing, I think they played France and the, the French were singing their national anthem. Well, anyway, the Spanish, were getting up with, with their national anthem and they're just standing there, no one's singing it. Mm. And Twitter went into meltdown because particularly from the Yanks saying, how dare these people not sing the national anthem? No one knew that there's no actual words to the Spanish na national anthem. Having that context would probably stop you from doing the Twitter <laughs> war thing. And it got my mind thinking that this, this happened last week with the current team that's global right here, right now, they're here. Yet with the Bible, some of, these, some of the text in there is quite difficult to negate through and we think we know the answer, but it, it's, it's in a different time, different place, different country, different... We could never understand some of the stuff that was, was going on. So... I'll give you a Bible example. Does anyone, is anyone familiar in the Bible with the term Laodicea? Mm -hmm. what, what does it mean? What's the, what's the thing that comes to mind when you think of Laodicea? Laodicea. Yeah. So in Revelations, um, John's on the island of... Okay, and he gets this. He's in a spaced out in a dream or in a vision or something like that. <laughs> he might have been called up to heaven. We, we don't know exactly what that looks like, right? But anyway, God was talking to him and he somehow remembered it, wrote it down, something like that. And part of it was there's these seven churches, I think, and one of them was to Laodicea. Jesus is giving them like a, like a bit of a pep talk, if you like. So Jesus writes a, a letter to the church of Laodicea. And it's a bit of a stinger, the, the letter to Laodicea. Some of them are quite good, most of them are quite good, but Laodicea tends to get this really ordinary kind of, um, yeah, they get cold. And it goes along something along the lines of, uh, 
Because you are neither hot nor cold, you are lukewarm, and I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. So when I was um, you know, a teenager and um, early 20s, this, this scripture would get said, you know, nearly every second week. It really did. And it kind of, and uh, I've heard, uh, who's the guy that does the daily devotions? Ewan, what's his name? Uh, Ed, Edwin, who? <laughs> 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 Oh, the Peterson, Peterson. Eugene. Eugene. I'm not bagging on him, but he wrote some pieces um, in the day and basically it was really important, particularly coming from the North American churches, to keep Christians um, hot for God. Because it was was, uh, taught like, be hot for God, like be hot for God, um, or cold, meaning either go, go after God with a passion, with a zeal, or be cold and be not interested at all. And that was preached like God was saying, have nothing to do with me or be hot. But because you're not, because you're in the middle, I'm going to spew you out of my mouth. And so this was preached for years and years and years and years. So anyway, if you were living if you were living in the day, you know this, do you already? Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> if you were living in Laodicea in the day, you... That probably would have, well, it would have meant a whole lot more to you than what it means to us today. And it really puts a different lens on the whole situation. So um, this place here, which is called, okay, that was known for its hot springs. And you can see, um, apparently the, there's some mountains there, and you can see that the um, hot springs, even today, you can see that the hot springs are t- uh, still running, and there's peaks of mountains there that are all, calcified because of the effect of these hot springs over centuries and also and you could see this from Laodicea and apparently it's it's believed you could see it but no one's exactly sure but Colossae is known for its cold springs it's refreshing cold springs so that kind of means that that's a big deal because Laodicea used to import their water but by the time the water got to Laodicea it was muddy and it was terrible to drink. Like oh, this. <laughs> Sorry. So, so by the time the by the time the water got to Laodicea, it was it was it was either it wasn't hot and it wasn't cold. But the waters of La- uh, Colossae and were remarkable. One was remarkable because it's healing properties and, and beautiful hot springs. You know, the hot springs in, in Mornington, Midinja, that cost you like $200 to just go and have a look at the place. And then you've got the cold springs in, of Colossae. Um, it was remarkable. One was remarkable for cold, one was remarkable for hot. By the time it got to Laodicea, it was just, and that's what Jesus was saying, your, your faith is unremarkable. It's, it, it, so he wasn't saying, I don't want to have anything to do with you at all. Nothing could be further from the truth. See how that puts a different, that, that puts a whole different spin, a whole di- different spin on that. Context, context. Remember, if you say CCs. So one of the, one of the Bibles, uh, one of the books I read at Bible college, and I'd recommend this to absolutely anyone. If I could not go to Bible college, 
finished years ago. If I could not go and save all my money and time, <laughs> which I'd probably gladly do, if I could go back just by that. <laughs> but I've got one on my shelf, so you can't borrow it. But yeah, not, yeah. not saying, that, you know, it's fantastic, like the friends you make and all that sort of stuff, the banter, the arguing over scripture, it's awesome. <laughs> but that, that book is just fantastic. That's, what, that's really what I took away from Bible College, just that book. Reading, uh, what they unpack and how they teach how to read the Bible, just absolutely unbelievable. Oh, is that what I'm doing? <laughs> Do you know it's got that? Do you know it's got one of those little things? So, so this is this. <laughs> <laughs> Did you not know? No, I haven't. It's pretty cool. I'm going to China in, in a month or two, and you can buy these lasers over there that are uh, like that, and they they project a building. Like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, that's true. You can't bring them back here. <laughs> Yeah. So um, I asked a bunch of people what they thought of the Bible. No one here because I, I well, didn't see anyone during the week here. But it was amazing what people, when it came to talking about the Old Testament, everyone was like freaked out by it. Everyone. I was like blown away. Because, the, and I think that part of. Look, that's a, I don't know if you can see it from there, but that's like a, a wall. Can you see that? And a lot of the, uh, not all of it, but a lot of the Old Testament, they talk in terms of a war, and it was kind of like some of the um, imagery you get from it was like, um, God's with us, therefore we will win this war if we haven't sinned. If we sin, God won't be on our side and we will lose this war. I'm not going to really unpack a whole lot of it, but just to say that community and context is a great place to look at that stuff and to try and unpack that stuff. Looking at it by yourself, it's you know, it's very, very hard. It's very, very hard to try and and, and like the example with the um, lukewarm water and stuff like that, it's really hard for us from this is the best country the world I think's ever seen Australia, I reckon. And to us to take our first world eyes and peer into something that happened you know, centuries ago, it's really hard for us to justify one way or another where, where you know, that it, it's a bad thing or a good thing. It looks pretty bad, though, reading it from some of the surface. So, um, one of the, one of the, a um, couple of comments about the Old Testament, which is kind of amazing because you've got, you know, the Psalms, particularly in the common prayer book here, they look at the Psalms every day and in the Psalms, you can see people getting angry at God. You can see people running to God when they're, when they're fearful, when they're ashamed, when they don't know what to do. It's a really, it's a precious book in a sense that you, you really see, you know, particularly David, that you see other psalmists' heart um, just totally exposed, you know, and kind of vulnerable to, to God. Some of the thoughts on the people I asked were they were scared of it, they thought it was freaky. This one guy who's um, a Catholic goes to Mass every day. I said, oh, what do you think of the Old Testament? <laughs> he just said, it's terrible. <laughs> anyway. Remember, this ACC context for community. So this is um, this tree I found on the internet. It's like all a lot of hands. 
may quite work. And I really think that reading the Bible in community, I, I don't think there's a, I really don't think there's a better place to read it and unpack it. I mean, h- how many people have heard of cults before or little sort of splinter churches? Um, you know, we, we we use the Bible. To, we used to use the Bible like this, and that's all we could, that's all you could kind of get before the internet Bible, which I think the internet Bible is just unbelievable. But when I was first turned to God, it was that. That's all you could get, do you know what I mean? And it was about picking a particular version. You know, before that, the Hebrews had um, a spoken tradition. It was like a... So if you were born into a family, you'd probably eventually hear stories from your dad, from your mum, from your grandpa, from your aunts, from your uncles. And that's that's how the words were passed down, because there wasn't any pen or paper, so you'd have to remember it. But probably our memories are probably not as as sharp as what they had back in the day and that's 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 the mo that they use so passing down that that oral tradition was was a key and and someone might tell a story like you might be you know eight or nine and one of your uncles might have been telling you a story about i don't know abraham or something like that and if you had slightly got it wrong well you'd have you'd have community there to to pull you up you know and say hang hang on you just got that just that slightly wrong it's not this word it's you know, Abraham didn't sacrifice Jacob. He went to sacrifice um, Isaac. Oh, oh, sorry. No. So that would happen. You know what I mean? That would be remembered and spoken. Then we then remember when Jesus went to um, one of the temples. The temples seemed to have a copy of the scrolls because Jesus went to the scrolls and he grabbed them. It wasn't like everyone was sort of walking around with their scrolls, sort of thing. So you had to go to the actual temple to get the scrolls. You know. And then as time went on, we had uh, churches that would hold uh, a copy of the Bible. And then the printing press opened up and then King James Bible was out and about and everyone seemed to have a copy, which is good. But it can also be bad because when people have got a copy of the Bible themselves, without understanding what you're reading and without looking at it in context and in community, that's when bad things happen. And I've often said that you know when you're in preschool, you remember how you got your first um, crayon and then you got your pencil license. You know it was like a big deal, but then you got your pen license. It was just like forget about it. Like it's really celebrated. I can still remember getting my pen license. You know, and I think the Bible should be a little bit like that. I don't think we should give the Bible to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> that is all my <laughs> So what I'm trying to say is that I really think that ideally it is best understood in context with community. And I think they go hand in hand in understanding. Like, if you're getting something out of context but you're doing it in community, well, there's your safety net. That's it. That's it. And one thing I love about um, these Bibles on your phone, they're awesome, is that you're kind of part of a community. Because... It's not just the Bible that you've got on your, on your phone anymore, which I reckon they're, they're great. They've got um, planners, um, little videos, little discussions. So it's almost like you're plugging into kind of a community as well. So a lot of people are scared of tech. I reckon tech's fantastic. So, and I think it's really opened up. Like I, the one I personally use is called the Net Bible because um, pretty much every verse you, you, you can click on it and just opens up if you want to get into the technical sort of side of it. If not, just, you know, uh, but it's great. You can pick whatever version you want. You don't have to spend 
every second weekend up a Koorong, putting Bibles on lay-by and all that sort of gear, you know, so. So why do we go to the Bible today? Just sing out some responses. I've, I've nearly finished. go to the Bible today when we're unsure um, direction That's right. Yeah. There's a new one out. Grant was saying. Yeah. Is it a revision or is it the second? Re- um, what about when you've sinned? Do you think that's a good place to go to the Bible when you've sinned? Would Would you know where to go if you've done the wrong thing? Would you know where to go in the Bible if you've sinned? Okay. Let's Let's remedy that right now. So let's go and let's break into a couple of groups and what I'm going to do okay we're going to do a little um, workshop okay and Butters is of faith and he's getting caught up in use your imagination because there's kids here I thought I'd right if you're familiar with South Park and Butters you probably (laughs) you probably know where we're going with this he comes to you because he's desperate. And he's desperate for God's forgive, forgiveness. Can you help? So as a community, we're going to try and help him. Okay? Let's do it. Should we do it in one big one group? Yeah. One group it is. So there's, there's because, because the Bible's now online and pretty much everyone has a smartphone or a smart this or a smart that, yeah, it's, I mean, one of the things we could do is like Google um, God's forgiveness. Could we do that? Who volunteers to maybe do something like that? Okay. Who's okay with the Bible where they know where to go for scripture on God's forgiveness? not a competition, you know. <laughs> I won that Bible comp with that feathered Bible years ago, so. Oh, no, I no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding.
What about the sh any shame that Butters would be feeling? How, how, what would you, what Bible, what Bible verses, or what, where could we direct Butters for the shame he might be feeling? Shame of yourself for feeling shame. Yeah. <laughs> personally love King David when you if you've read um, his life and you can see his struggles and his battles and then you then you're reading um, where he's at one stage he thinks the Holy Spirit's left him and that's a real um, it's a challenge to read through that and just you just think wow that must have been you know and yet he's known as having a heart after God's own heart which is and you read one of the my favourite one is the Psalm 23 where, where God's saying um, goodness and faithfulness will follow you all the days of your life. Yeah. You know, regardless of what you do, he's following us all the days of our life. You know? And the word there is, you've probably heard me say before, is radar, which means God's stalking us with his goodness and his love for the rest of our lives. Now, I think that Psalm 139 
Okay, sit the second one. This is the last one. Amy is also of faith and not sure if it's okay to tell people their faults. She comes to you for your opinion and she says the Bible says we need to tell people their faults. How would you approach this? Where does it say the Bible says we have to tell people their faults? I think Amy is kind of like a little simple mm. and she's just very One yeah mm. so what would you how would you tackle that are you asking me well <laughs> anyone yeah well this is what we're <laughs> this, but this is what we're trying to do <laughs>
It's a little bit of a catch-22, don't you think? Because we're in community telling Amy what she should be doing. Well, no, no, we're not, because she's come to us. Yeah. And I think that's a big difference going. Yeah. She's come and asked for advice. Yeah. And in that case, we'll invite you to yeah. give her direction. And, yeah. and you know, like, it's not going up to someone else and asking for advice. It's my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that we've got a bit of a gold mine in this community, you know, with the doctors in the midst and, you know, Grant and Beck and whoever else has been to, you know, Bible College and done all that training. I mean, um, I remember when I was a teenager or, or young adult or whatever, there was, it was only the pastor that had been. That was it. Mm. You know what I mean? And we were kind of all at his kind of mercy. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? We, and that's that's good, but to go and test the truth, go and test the scriptures and stuff like that was a whole lot harder than what it is today. And we've really got a wealth of experience and knowledge and wisdom within this community, which I think is, if you're not sure about something, like I'd, I'd encourage you to use that, that can I use the laser, that little burning questions thing. Like if you're unsure about some Old Testament passages, I want to put a few in and see what Grant's got to say or Michelle or Beck or whatever because I'm really keen to, to understand, get different perspectives on it, you know.
Okay, so can't say no, just CCs, community, in context. And do, do all of you guys have this? Mm-hmm. It's cool, isn't it? We know what it is straight away. Isn't it cool? Yeah. Your Bible. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah, it's on there too. So I'm going to um, leave it at that, I think. Yeah, I'm going to leave it at that. Anyone got any... I want to add or a question or something like that. How often? Do you pray the Bible? How often? Well, look, uh, I use the common prayer at the moment, and I, I find it just great because you're plugging into a community. Um, it's got its challenges in there. There's a small Bible reading. Um, I used to be one of these people that would try and power through the Bible, uh, but those days are long gone. I'm not interested in that sort of thing anymore. I'm interested in, in kind of... Uh, have you ever heard it said that um, you're not actually reading the Bible? Um, the Bible's reading you. And it's quite incredible that as you're reading, as you read a story, and you know what it's like when you read, you kind of, you're, it's like watching a movie, you're putting yourself in that, in, in there, you know? With your, you know, hang-ups and prejudices and um, points of view and you know your own context, but you put yourself in there and and all of a sudden you're you're reading a parable and it's like you make yourself the villain or the hero or do you know what I mean? And, and the Bible's coming to kind of wax you in a way, but in a good way as you get infused in it. It's not just you reading it, but it's reading you and you're constantly thinking, oh. Does that mean? Am I, am I the villain? You know, am I identifying with the, with the villain in this story? It's just got an amazing way of doing that. It's all, it's like a, it's almost like a minor miracle. So I don't see the Bible as a, um, I see it as God's inspiration through the stories, through the text. I don't see it as God's word for word. Everything in there is, I don't see that as God. 
you know what I mean? It's God's inspired word, but I don't see that as God in itself. There's a term called bibliolatry. You heard of that before? Bibliolatry. It's like worshiping of the text, and you only—that's all you're doing—is your heads in the text and nothing else, and yeah. that's all. Oh, that really? 